fish on. Hey, Radcast is on. Hunting, fishing, and everything in between. This is Radcast Outdoors. From the Porter's 10Cast Studio, here are David Merrill and Patrick Edwards. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Radcast Outdoors. Today I'm in the studio with... Patrick Edwards, how's everybody doing? We uh, are coming to you live from the Porter's 10Cast Studio today. And we have another guest today. We've got Kevin with Matrix Targets. Kevin, can you say hello? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Hey, it's good to have you here. So if you guys haven't had a chance or know, Matrix Targets came on the scene here a few years ago, and I have one, and they're they're pretty awesome. So we, we decided to reach out to Kevin and say, hey, let's let's hear the story of Matrix Targets, and, and why, why did we need Matrix Targets in the first place? So, Kevin, welcome yes. to the show. Oh. Yeah, I, I wanted to start out with... Why, why make an archery target? What, what was it that got you into making new targets and coming up with a new design? You know, it's a great question. And, um, you know, the idea, had the idea probably over 13 years ago, we still lived in Nevada and, um, it was just out of frustration of blowing out, uh, the center of particularly layered foam targets so fast and just having so much unused material in the corners and, you know, kept watching, the archery industry and saying, you know, thinking, why hasn't somebody come up with a modular, modular design like we did? And our son was, uh, at the time, he's 30 now, was at the time was a freshman at USC just before starting his engineering program, also avid archer and bow hunter um, down in L.A. And uh, he started thinking around with some different shapes and things and then, you know, kind of went dormant for a while. And uh, Amy and I moved to Montana. No, it was about 12 years ago, and then just kept every year looking at the archery industry and the, and the target segment and saying, why hasn't somebody done this? And then you know, it's about six years ago, we got after it. And uh, so it's, uh, I wouldn't recommend it to a lot of people that are uh, 55 years or older, older to reinvent yourself. Um, if that takes a lot of money and time and start with a blank sheet of paper, had no idea what we were getting in into so uh huge learning experience but uh um you know i think as david's seen i mean we've got a a great design a, a really durable material and and it allows the art the shooter to you get to manage the wear and tear of your target by having the ability to rotate modules around and then they're replaceable when you do finally break them down i know that's been one of the big complaints about some of the other products on the market is You've got basically one solid piece, and once it's done, it's done. And so kind of explain how yours is different for people who kind of need somewhat of a visual. We'll put the, that in the show notes, like with the sure. link to your site, but kind of explain how that works. Yeah. Okay, so picture a, uh, a hexagon um, shape facing you, and this would be the M1, our larger target. It's 24 inches by 24 inches, flat side to flat side, and then the widest point of the hex is almost 28 inches and then 14 inches deep and then within that hex we've got seven hex modules that are all identical think of those as 3d puzzle pieces and um and then there are six diamond support pieces that are on the outside and then we have a, a channel that runs on the outside with two heavyweight polyester straps that um hold it together and then what this does is when you start breaking down a module you can lay the target on side, loosen the straps a little bit, and then move in a fresh module. And they're, they fit together tongue and groove, so it was like a pop-out 
or tongue on one side of the hex module and then the rest are channels. Very intuitive when you take it apart as far as putting it back together. And uh, it lets you uh, use every square inch of material unlike any other target on the market. So you buy like a, a 3D you know, Glendale buck target. We'll, we'll throw that out there. And that's a great target, and it comes with a replaceable center, right, where you want to be shooting all the time. But you've got all this foam around the rest of that target that never gets used, and you wear out another center, and you have to replace it and throw it away. Here, I mean, the outside is the center, and the center is the outside. So you just keep changing them around. Changing them around. And, you know, what, I, what I'm doing with mine is I'm just going to shoot the center and shoot the center and shoot the center and eventually I'm going to wear that center out. Then I can flip it around, shoot the center, shoot the center. <laughs> when that finally wears out, uh, Kevin, I, I need a replacement center, right? And I, yeah, I mean, yeah. guys are getting these targets to last for multiple, multiple years. Yeah, and that's a, and that's a great point, David. Because, you know, when we first came up, you know, and trying to figure out the business model was, you know, you're kind of running some, forecast on replacement market and we just didn't know um what's the replacement cycle how many guys would blow through hexes in year one year two well now heck we're year five we've got a little history behind us i mean most guys aren't buying replacement hexes till year two or three and then i have my group that i call the anomaly the guys that grind and destroy two three hexes a year um and they're shooting strictly broadheads so that kind of gives you an idea as far as the durability and then also that ability of being able to spread out the wear and tear um, of the target. And it's a it's initially a little bit higher investment cost, but you're going to see a payout over the long term of not having to replace all that extra foam in a different brand target that you never shot. Because once you start yeah, blowing through the center and breaking arrows you know, or, or shooting through, it's, it's not fun anymore. Absolutely. And, you know, to me, too, is the uh, educating the consumer on the uh, cost versus the value. And I think what we've been misled by the target industry in general is, um, you know, is we, they, we go to the store, we see a lineup of targets, and they all say they're going to take thousands, thousands of shots. And we go take it home and, you know, we spend 150 bucks on a target like that. We blow the center out in two weeks and you go, heck. And then we go back to the same store. What do we do? We buy the same thing again. And I think what's happened is over time is, especially with us coming in with a higher end, higher price target is guys say, Hey, I've been fibbed or lied to for 150 bucks. You're not going to do it to me for $400. So there's the educating the consumer on the durability, how long this is going to last you. Um, And then also just talking about, you know, how we did come up with the material because it's not only the modular design with the interchangeable replaceable modules. It's, it's this really uh, incredible material. It's, it's a hybrid polymer developed for us because, quite honestly, if we don't have a good material, our design means nothing. So it's really a combination of our, our modular design along with the incredible material that can handle a lot of abuse. I was reading on your website, there's this quote on one of the testimonials, and it's in all caps. It says, finally, a target that really will take a couple of thousand hits is advertised. Um, I thought that was kind of cool because you're right. Some of those other targets, they say they do, but they just can't handle the, the pounding that people like David put on them, you know, when he's practicing, getting ready for archery elk season. So um, you talked about 
material being important, but I also see these are made in the USA, correct? Correct. Uh, 100% USA made. Uh, my targets are molded in Wisconsin, nothing to do with Blocker Reinhardt, also in Wisconsin, just happens to be coincidence. My mold is there. Don't have anybody currently that can deal with my chemicals in Montana, but uh, from a finished product standpoint, it's really not a bad place to be shipping from. Um, um, more centralized in the U.S., and uh, so that works out quite well. Um, we're really slammed right now. Kind of interesting because we had no idea how the COVID was going to affect us, and, and quite honestly, we didn't miss a beat. And I think that was just because everybody wanted to get outside, and um, we were able to run a skeletal crew uh, during the, the the hardest times when during shutdowns and still ship products. So that's been really good good for us. And then. Uh, obviously having booths at the Total Archery Challenges in South Dakota, Big Sky, and Utah, uh, where David also was, was uh, they're just enormous for us. Because, you know, being a consumer direct, small little mom and pop shop, it's tough to get your name out there. And it's amazing how many people still haven't heard of us. Yeah, the, the thing that I see here is that you've got, you kind of hit all the buttons for most hunters. Um, you've got the, the target that lasts a long time. You know, it's got replaceable parts. It's made in the USA. And, you know, I know David, you know, he came back from one of those events and was telling me about it. And, I mean, his eyes were lit up. So, obviously, I think you guys have hit hit the nail on the head with this product. And from a 3D Archer standpoint, I can remember, you know, I won't tell you how long ago it was, but, you know, pre-Reinhardt days, you'd go to a 3D shoot, and there were some of those targets you had a tough time removing your arrow from right just mm-hmm. it was not fun yeah. and you know reinhardt came out with their target their 3d target and basically if if i go to a 3d shoot and we're not shooting reinhardt targets i, I don't want to pay to shoot the targets i'm serious about that right mm-hmm. so yeah and that's a and it's a good point and uh, and i i think reinhardt has a fantastic product we're just different and i'm very inspired by them we're just different form and function with the interchangeable replaceable modules but um you know that my criteria when we were developing the material and i'm not a scientist but there's a lot of science behind uh our formula and i say guys we need to be i consider reinhardt the top of the solid material hybrid polymer targets that are except field points and broadheads we need to be as good or better than them for stopping your arrows quickly and also arrow removal. And that's a, uh, I talk about, uh, David's probably heard me mention before about the sleepless nights staring at the ceiling on design implications. I mean, I lose sleep over difficult arrow removal. I mean, that's so important to me. I don't want guys to have the possible objection of, of it, you need to come along to pull your arrow out. So therefore I'm not going to buy your product. So, that's that fine balancing act that we have to do because with, you know, you think about the spectrum of what everybody's shooting and um, now shooting heavy, high momentum, real big, beefy, high momentum setups. And, um, you know, the bows keep getting faster and faster. It's, so I need to toe that line on density to stop your arrow as fast as we can. And then still easy to pull out um, because if I don't do that, then that's when, guys will get upset on, I can't get my arrow out. And, you know, I, I prefer guys never have to use a puller or use arrow lube on our, uh, with our target. 
So, you know, Kevin, at, at, at retirement age, you know, switching over, switching gears a little bit, what inspired you to, you know, do the midnight grinds of, hey, this needs to be perfected, and oh, by the way, I got to follow up this email, and I mean, what inspired you to, to take on this new entrepreneurship endeavor, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? You, you've told everybody don't do it, Yeah. right? Yeah, well, I mean, one thing you do, well, back up a little bit, I've been in the gaming or gambling industry for 30, over 30 years from, from Nevada. And so I know, I know all about gambling, but yeah, to do it at 55 years old and just start from scratch and had no idea what I was getting into, which was probably a good thing because some of the uh, obstacles that I had as we were starting out, if had I known them up front, I may have just said, right, you know what, let somebody else do it. And just had an idea I believed in. And um, gosh, just, and the other thing too, is you know, David, you have to have a your partner, your your wife supporting this endeavor because, um, you know, you're, you're not, you're not, not talking about um, just paying. I mean, paying bills can be difficult when all of a sudden you're incinerating your retirement. You've sold a house, sold a boat, sold a truck to fund this new project. And, and until you start getting traction, um, it's like, what, are we, are we really ready for this? So um, there, there was more than a, once in my journey of, I questioned my sanity and, you know, should I be doing this? And, you know, yeah. I, I have a, a, a 1938 Chevy pickup that I bought in the first year of high school. And I spent 15 years, you know, building that by hand from scratch on a shoestring budget. I had to put that up to, to build my product. Right. And that was, that was a mm -hmm. big gut check for me was, you know, that here's, mm -hmm. here's my 20 year, you know, it's, it's not as big of an investment as yours as here's, look, here's my retirement. Here's everything I've worked for. Oh, let's gamble it all mm -hmm. on this idea that I believe in. So. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think, you know, part of that entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit is, um, Nowadays, with the internet, it allows guys like you and me that have an idea that are able to say, you know what, I'm going to come up with this and not have some brick and mortar tell me, if you sell it for X, you need to sell it to us at X minus, and then you're going to have to figure out how to build it for profit. And you got to figure honestly, out how to live on, out, on this, yeah. Yeah, so had, had I come out with this thing back when our son Kevin was a freshman at USC and, and got after it then, it would have been a totally wrong time because then it was still, I would have been locked in the brick and mortar. I would have been locked into, Hey, I've got to be in that row of archery targets with everybody at the store instead of saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like Kuyu and I'm going to develop the best target that we can and not even worry about cost. And then it's just going to be, the price is going to have to be where it's going to be and not worry about somebody dictating to me about um, what I have to build it for. Yeah, that's, I worked for one of those really, really big companies, so I know exactly what you're talking about because they, they want to make money too, right? So they're, they're like, yeah, sure. you know, if you're, if you're going to want to have this on our shelves, then you're going to pay, you know, X amount basically um, to let us have your product. And well, it, it, it's hard. And it, yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of it, you think about speed to market. Would more people know about us if we were in a huge distribution network? Sure. Most Certainly. Definitely. So, but, but 
I would have been, I think I, I just, I just be an, an average target. I think I just be in the row with everybody else. And there's no way that we can come out with, with how expensive our material is that I could do it uh, any cheaper. So the big, the box stores can make their margins. So, uh, which to me destroys the product. So um, actually the consumer direct model just works for us. I mean, I think a lot of what we've learned in, from the past is that when you get locked into some of those pricing structures, it strangles innovation. So guys that have these cool ideas go, gosh, how am I going to make that work and have a middleman? And then it goes to retail and, and you have to run these sales. So, um, you know, the internet has been a beautiful thing. Yeah. A lot of small, small, uh, up and coming. I call mom and pop stop, uh, shops on the on the internet. And I would say, you know, as far as entrepreneurs right now, anybody out there listening to, hey, how do I? I have this idea, and how do I move forward? You know, people think that two, three hundred years ago was the was the golden age of entrepreneurs, and I I disagree because with three D printers, with computer aided model, you know, CAD programs, and with just the interconnectivity we have of, you know. Other people that are willing to help say, hey, this is how to do this. And with direct-to-consumer, you know, it's it it's actually made some of these hurdles a lot smaller, makes it a little easier to, to take that idea from concept to market. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things I think, too, that, I mean, you talked about it. Your margins are so much better being able to sell directly to people. And I think that as a small business, especially starting out, you really need those margins just to stay alive. Like you talked about, you're, you're having to deal with, you know, the the house and the retirement and all that stuff and using that to fund your business. And you got to have that money coming in. So what was the, what was the biggest heartburn for you starting this? What was the hardest moment? Um, Well, I'd say hardest and exciting was just the, uh, the stress of, of, building and designing these custom aluminum molds that are um, that I'm taking back to uh, a couple that are now good friends. Um, and it, my original molders, Waterloo, Wisconsin, in Waterloo, Wisconsin, uh, Chip Loretta. And, but I, I didn't know them. I'm going to stay at their home. I mean, they're gracious enough to invite me into their home, but I'm, I'm driving truck, uh, truck, with a trailer with a turntable with these molds. I don't even know. I know I'm buying chemicals that we had tested, but still don't know, you know, how that's going to work from a production standpoint. Oh my gosh. So stressful <laughs> and exciting all at the same time. Yeah. I always like to ask people what that stressful moment is. Cause it's different for every company and every entrepreneur of, Oh man, this is, this is real. This is crazy. I can't believe I'm doing this, but at the end of the day, I mean, you've, you've got a product, it's to market, you've got a great looking website and, um, I'm assuming you said you, you guys have been busy and I, I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of people have been really bored during these lockdowns and have been shooting their targets. So it's probably been good for you guys. Yeah, it's been great. We're, uh, very fortunate uh, and this is our busy time of year anyhow and i, I tell guys it's just, you know june and july and, and again we didn't know with uh, all the covid stuff how that would relate into sales but i mean we're backed up three plus weeks now and then uh you know you get around to september um things will uh taper off quite a bit but that's you know where we want it to taper off we want to get out to the hills and you know be elk hunting and uh 
Uh, so anyhow, that's uh, it for, for a timing uh, aspect is for the business. It couldn't be better because um, it's not like I'm slammed in September where I'm worried about taking the time off. So uh, yeah, I, I take it you are uh, the the whole Matrix team is going out elk hunting here in September. Absolutely. Well, uh, Amy's a librarian teacher at Shepherd High, about an hour drive from here, and um, she'll have a few days where she can get out. But then also, we're fortunate to live. Uh, we've got 33 acres to back up to two big ranches, and we've got elk right here. So uh, we put in some food plots, and uh, to hear elk bugling out your back door is pretty exciting. Um, obviously, they need to make it over to our property, but uh, Amy was close to getting a bull last year on our place, and it's just a question of when. So that's pretty exciting on our own own property. And then um, we've got some other spots in Montana that we like to go to where we're taking the wall tent and um, and look, really looking forward to it this year too, by the way. Well, Patrick has a few more I think acres. Everybody, I think everybody's looking, oh, everybody's yeah. looking forward to getting out. That's, that's one of my goals, Kevin, is to harvest a big game animal on my property. And I mean, we've got 16 acres, but last year I had a, a mule deer doe and I had a tag she was she was grazing on my lower pasture so hopefully this year I have another I have another doe tag and I it's just going to be a dream of mine to harvest a big game animal on property I own and maintain and manage right yeah yeah well and that's it's cool it's uh and, you know you we sacrifice you couldn't raise kids where we we where we moved to I mean we're 10 miles off the pave and I tell people BFE Montana. I mean, we're 25 miles from Roundup, where which is our mailing address, but we never go to Roundup. We're 50 miles north of Billings, and if we run to run to town, I mean, got Costco and everything you need in Billings. But uh, yeah, you people, couldn't raise kids here; you'd need it all. People in the cities don't don't really understand or appreciate that. You know, I've got I've got a round trip of an hour just to just to get groceries or. You know, if, if we need a gallon of milk, oh, we forgot a gallon of milk. It's it's an hour out of my day. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't exactly. trade it for anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a, you know, we'll have some friends from Nevada come visit and they just kind of think we're nuts. And, uh, going, you know, we, we uh, bought this after the kids were grown and gone. And, um, and, and fortunately, Amy loves it. I mean, she's got a little bit of a poke as far as commute. She's got a, 45 minutes an hour each way but you know what it's not uh you know no traffic jams and she gets to see wildlife coming and going so it's a pretty good deal it's a cheap payment for for where we get to live right yeah yep so if people want to go uh check out your targets and want to buy one which i would encourage people to check one out and and give it a shot where do they go and how do they how do they get one of those purchased well, a couple of things. Um, check out the website, which is www.matrixtargets.com. And then the other thing is follow us on Instagram. It's at matrixtargets with an S on the end. And then there's also a link in the bio of, uh, of Matrix Targets on Instagram that you can, it's called sell it. And it's just a one click feature that you can go in and um, see product quickly and buy and, and quite it actually it's, easier to get through that than, than my website. But, uh, and the other thing too is, um, my phone number's on everything. You guys, anybody has questions, I encourage them to call me. I'm the one that's going to answer the phone and be happy to answer any questions. I, now that we came out with matrix squared a little over a year and a half ago, I get a lot of questions on which one's right for me. Should I buy M1 or M2? And 
you know, really depends on the style, how, how you like to shoot, distance you like to shoot. And, um, and I'm happy to answer any questions that they ask. So the cool thing is you're accessible, easy to get a hold of, and it's made in the USA, and it does take thousands of shots. So that's that's a huge benefit for the archery community. Yeah, we agree. And we, you know, we're pretty proud of what we came up with. It's been a family effort. And, you know, with my son being the engineer, Amy's my, you know, my wife and partner helping me with this. Uh, when she's not at school, our daughter, Lindsay's a firefighter a medic. She's the model on our website. And then my brother, John, is this incredible uh, computer graphic artist uh, back in Ohio. He came up with our logo and probably like David's too with Bowspider. You have so much family involvement and, and you know, you've got the support of family and friends. And um, that's that's really a lot of the fun of it. Couldn't have done it without the support, right? Yeah, yeah. So everybody go out there and check it out. You know, I'm, I'm a fan, even though I'm not into archery, but I, it, it's just cool for me to see a, a success story of somebody putting it all on the line, making a product, you know, you and David both doing that with your various products and it, it does benefit the hunter. It does benefit the, the 3d shooter. And so, you know, I encourage everybody to go out there and give it a like and check it out and hopefully, you know, purchase one and, get one home how what's the turnaround time right now to get one of those right now if you order today and it's august 4th it's um we're pushing three three plus weeks so um if you want to get it before september get your order in as soon as you can and we're um you know we take in orders multiple ways i mean i could take phone orders through the website or through the link on the on instagram and then I just tell everybody, as soon as your order is placed, you have a time and date stamp, and uh, we fill those in the specific sequence. Um, in fact, a lot of customers that have been waiting, you know, we were at those total archery challenge shoots, and you guys say, why don't you have a truckload of targets? And I said, you know, I'd love to, but we're building, shipping as fast as we can, and I can't pull anything out of manufacturing that's supposed to go to customers waiting. So um, and it's just the fair way to do it. Uh, and it's very easy to track. I mean, you have a time and date stamp when you place your order, and uh, we do our best to get it shipped out as fast as we can. And uh, obviously, when we get caught up and September starts slowing down, we'll be ramping up for the, the Christmas uh, Christmas orders. Yeah, it'd be a great Christmas present, great Father's Day present. You know, if you've got that archer in your life that's, you know, obviously going through a target a year, something to definitely look really close at. Well, I, David, you might not have seen this yet, but now that I've got five years in, it's kind of funny when you mention Christmas and Father's Day. I've got, there's a few dates that are really funny when I start seeing orders come in. It's like guys that don't, do not get a matrix under the tree for Christmas, and it's probably on their list. Well, Christmas night to New Year's, I start getting, I start getting horse <laughs> where guys say, you know, I didn't get one, heck with, I'm just, I mean, it's just coming up. So, Same so the the wives the wives and mothers are ordering from Thanksgiving till Christmas, and then from Christmas till New Year's, <laughs> all the husbands are like, "I didn't get my target. I'm just ordering oh, one." Yeah, it it's hilarious. And then the other ones are Valentine's Day, uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Same kind of dynamic is when Dad goes out and buys something for Mom, and for Mother's Day, some guys say, "Well, you know what? I think I ought to get something for myself too." So. I, I have these spikes in orders on like Valentine's Day, 
like right at Valentine's Day, I get gals that, in fact, I'll see women, you know, and we have women arches shooting our charity as well, but I'll get more women ordering them prior to Christmas, Valentine's Day, Father's Day. And then if by chance the husband or boyfriend didn't get one, they're on, that, that night I'm getting a spike of orders and it's really kind of fun. That's cool to see those patterns in business. That's that's what I geek out on is the data and the patterns and yeah. analytics. Yeah. So. Well, Kevin, I really appreciate you coming on and giving us a little backstory of Matrix Targets. And, you know, I appreciate the product and just keep keep going. And hopefully all the entrepreneurs out there that heard this, heard a, heard a, picked up a thing or two about, you know, at least at least somewhere to start. Yeah, no, appreciate having um, you guys having me. And like I said, uh, anybody has questions, I'm, I'm available. My phone number's all over everything. And um, you know what, we're, and we're getting ready. I mean, gosh, the season's here. I mean, we've got archery antelope opens for us the 15th of this month. I mean, that's uh, here. And Amy and I, I mean, we talk about a pocket full of tags. We've got two antelope, two deer, four elk, two bear, and four, well, not four turkey tags. We filled two of those. We still have two turkey tags left. So, I mean, We've got, um, you know, a lot of, hopefully have a lot of meat in the freezer and I'm sure we're going to have a lot of great times with friends and family out in the field and, uh, mm-hmm. looking forward to it. it. It's rough to live out West, huh? <laughs> oh, we, and we're so spoiled too. And I think you guys are too. We're, I mean, and we're from Nevada, uh, and we love Nevada, but it's just so difficult to get tags and with the quota system and, um, in Montana, we just get to go, which is a. Um, we're, we're really spoiled up here. Well, remember the snow's six feet deep. The wind blows a hundred miles an hour. You know, you don't, you don't want to move to Montana or Wyoming. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Well, and I tell people that too. I said, if it wasn't like Siberia for a couple months a year, there'd be a lot more people in the, these states. So, yep. Well, again, thanks for coming on. Everybody, again, if you get a chance, go out and check out matrixtargets.com and check them out on Instagram. Also, go check out radcastoutdoors.com. We'll have links in our show notes for um, Matrix Targets. And also, um, give us some reviews and follow us. Download the episodes. we we love to have your support. And uh, we'll come okay, back thanks, again. Guys. Yeah. You have a yeah, yeah, thanks, have a Kevin. Great day and thanks for having me on. Yep, okay. thanks for coming. All right, take care. All right, All right. bye-bye. All right, bye.